for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Oh, listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Oh, DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past. Any and all, I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping, and I am so locked in, and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking. And all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So, what are we talking? What kind of alignment? And running it deep, even players forgotten, or came from the bottom, or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to the Snoogler Pigskin Personal League Podcast. It is the first ever in-season podcast we've ever done. Uh, it's going to be a little bit interesting tonight. Uh, so we're here tonight, of course, to break down this 10-team league. Uh, and with me tonight, uh, we have Shane Barrett, who has uh, been on a, a bunch of these Personal League podcasts. Uh, of course, he is the host of the Red Zone Redemption and a contributor at contributor at rotoheat.com. And you can follow him on Twitter at FFShaneB. What's up, Shane? What's up, Jeff? I am excited to be part of the first ever mid-season PLP. This is going to be very interesting and a lot of fun. Um, I'm I'm really excited. Hopefully you got your filter on tonight. What filter? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, also joining us tonight, uh, Chu Russell. He's a writer for GoingForTwo.com. He also hosts his own podcast called Father Dynasty. Uh, and you can follow him on Twitter at Father Dynasty. What's up, Chu? What's up? Just, uh, you know, really excited to be making history tonight. You know, uh, there's only so many ways you can do it. And I mean, just to... Have a special moment. I'm just looking forward to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're sitting there and you're watching this and you have no idea what a personal league podcast is, essentially, we are going to break down. It's going to be a 10 team league tonight. We're going to break down this league team by team. Uh, we're going to rank them from 10 to one. We'll count them down. Uh, I gave all the rosters uh, to these gentlemen here. They ranked them from 10 to one. From that, we created a consensus ranking that we'll count down tonight. Uh, and as we get to those teams in the countdown, each one of them was given five teams each to be the quote-unquote expert of. Uh, and they'll go over your team, your strengths, your weaknesses, things you can do to get yourself ready for the playoffs, uh, maybe some trade advice, uh, anything at all that they want to talk about with your team. Uh, and for a limited time, uh, if you want to purchase one of these POPs for the offseason, if you're in a dynasty league and you want to buy one of these, uh, you can get for limited time right now. There is a special. It is early bird 24. Uh, is if you go to goingfor2.com backslash PLP, uh, and you can get one for your league. I will say we've already sold some for next year. I believe June and July have already sold out, believe it or not, after the draft. Nice. It tends to be a very popular time. Uh, but if you're in redraft, if you want to get yours uh, for next year ready to go, you can buy it for August as well. Um, or if you're a Dynasty League and you want to do it before the draft, we we do uh, draft advice as well. You know, give you some guys you might want to look for in your draft. So, again, that website is goingfor2.com backslash PLP. And the promo code is earlybird24. And you save up to 20% with that promo code. All right. Also, go ahead. You and I had discussed that if you guys play in Polly's playoff next year, you could win a personal league podcast. That'd probably be for 2025, but you can go ahead and get your first one done for 2024, win Polly's playoff, and there you go. There you go. 2025 is locked in. Absolutely. 
All right, we're going to go ahead and get into the countdown. Uh, we'll start with number 10. Number 10. Let me get the team up on the screen here. The number 10 team was ranked as high as 9 and as low as 10, uh, and it is Z Cowboys. And Chu, this is your squad here. Give me your breakdown. So Z Cowboys uh, ranked in the league uh, at 9, I believe, uh, and I had them ranked at 10. So I look at this team, you know, thinking in redraft, I can see the picture that would have been painted that this would have worked out well. I, I see the team that you were trying to construct. And I mean, through the injury to Rogers, the injury to Nick Chubb, Debo in and out, underperformance from Alave, Judy, Madison, just a lot of things didn't go right. But I see what I see what you were trying to build. Uh, but at this point, you know, sitting at where you are in, in the standings and it being redraft, you're not quite looking to next season as if it were dynasty. So you know, the strength of this team, uh, if there is one with it being in last place, is Jacobs is a stud. He's a volume hog. He always has been. He always will be. Jordan Love, in my opinion, I think has done tremendously well, uh, given what m- maybe my expectation and a lot of people's expectations were uh, of him stepping into his first uh, starting gig with the Packers. But other than that, I mean, you know, you've got Alave's underperformed. Uh, Madison's been up and down and out a bit in injury. So overall, I think at this point, and it's, it's disappointing to say that you're looking to next year and you're hoping that you don't have this just complete misfortune that, you know, it's sadly plagues a lot of people in redraft and there's not, not much of a way that you can come back from it at this point. Yeah, it is tough. I, I had them ranked at nine and they are the ninth team in the league. Now I will say, you know, it looks bleak. You know, you got three wins currently. Uh, and I believe there's three weeks left in the season before the, your playoffs start. It does look bleak. Um, but, you know, I, your commissioner did move the trade deadline back. So there is some some hope that if you were to win out and get six wins, six wins will get you in the playoffs, typically in a 10-team league. Um, I know it's it's tough to think that way because, you know, you're, if you've only won three all year, how are you going to finish off and win three in a row? Uh, I have seen it happen. I think six and seven could sneak you into the back end of the playoffs. Um, so with that in mind, Chu, do you think there's anybody on this roster where that he could move, you know, where he could get like a two for one, where he's going to get, you know, some value for one guy, get, but get two starters for his team? Well, I think at this point, it's got to be at the wide receiver position um, in terms of who I think he could actually move some people and, and upgrade to someone that's impactful and that if you're going to need to win every single one of the rest of your games. And, you know, in my opinion, if you see someone that is is believing in the name Chris Alave and maybe not quite the production that we've gotten thus far. If you could, if you could pair him and if you could, if you could pair him with, uh, you got Jake, Jake Ferguson on your bench. So you don't necessarily need since you already have Evan Ingram. If you wanted to pair those two together and see if you could level up, uh, I know it's tricky at this point because you need a true, you need a true difference maker in that lineup to really lock in and make sure that you can win these next couple of games. Um, but I, I think there's a possibility that if you, you paired some, some guys like that, that you could maybe level up that wide receiver position. Yeah. I, I, you know, I will say like, and I brought this up on my show a couple of times too, in, in my dynasty league. Now, granted it was dynasty. So a little bit different, uh, aspect to that. But, uh, last year I was going into the last three weeks of the season and I was sitting in a similar position as this. And I ended up writing, uh, Jarek McKinnon, Cam Akers and Sam Darnold. Uh, and rode them to a championship because they all got hot at the right time. So uh, I don't don't give up hope just yet. It is definitely possible that, you know, a couple of these guys get hot and you ride them to three straight victories. And once you get into the playoffs, it's any man's game at that point. Once you're in the playoffs, you're good to go. So um, I, I wouldn't quite throw the season away just yet. 
um, keep playing to the end. Uh, and, and I agree with your, with your breakdown here. It looks like this team, you know, if you were to go back to look at preseason rankings uh, and look at this squad, you're like, okay, I can see where this, this team was, was drafted to, you know, it could have been a pretty good team. Nick Chubb, you mentioned, obviously he wasn't expecting to start Aaron or uh, Jordan Love. He had Aaron Rodgers on his bench. Uh, yeah. He's got some good pieces here that unfortunately just did not pan out due to injuries or underperformance. And that's why we got you ranked here at number 10. Uh, Shane, anything you wanted to chime in here? I was going to say, don't give up hope. I started a season one and six, made a couple trades, finished the season seven and seven, and I think made it all the way to the semifinals. So it can be done. Can be done. As for your question that you asked Chu earlier, like who would you potentially trade? Um, I'd look at Debo. Debo's kind of been hot the last couple of weeks. Maybe try and, and ship him off and. I I, uh, I have interpreted the question the other way from two. See if you can get two people for Debo um, that have maybe a little less name value that you can plug in and maybe replace Madison um, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of how I was looking at too. Can you get you know? Can you get another starter? Can you you know you know? I, it's a one quarterback league, but. You know, can you upgrade Jordan Love? Now, granted, he just had a monster yeah. game, so maybe he's you know to have a, a closeout to a season. So maybe you want to ride Jordan Love for a little bit longer. But I think quarterback is is hurting you. It's probably been hurting you up to this point. Um, so maybe See if you, you could go get like Christian Watson in a better running back than Madison. Yeah, that's a good call. Madison or good uh, Watson just had a big game. Maybe him and uh, Jordan Love can be a good stack down the down the stretch yeah. run here. So good call. All right, let's get to number nine. Number nine. Number nine team ranked as high as eight and as low as 10. And it is D Dirty Danes. And uh, Shane, this is your squad here. Yeah. Um, this one was tough just because quarterback is a little rough with party car. And Wilson's honestly been playing well. So I'd probably start Wilson here. Um, Pollard, for the, except for the last two weeks, has really underperformed. So you're probably hurting there. Uh, Taysom Hill can go die in a hole. Um, <laughs> but you've got Cole Komet, who's been relatively consistent. Um, so either way, you're good at tight end. Um, I'm trying to figure out what... I, I think this was honestly just kind of a war of attrition. There were other teams I liked more, so te- other teams ended up getting pushed down. I had I did have you the highest at eight. Um, the Kenneth Walker injury is probably hurting you. T. Higgins... Uh, I would pour one out for you, but I'd like to finish this beer actually. Um, but I feel your pain on that one. Um, I have him in my home league dynasty. I have him in my home keeper league and I have him in another dynasty league and he is kicking my ass. So I feel your pain on that. Um, trades that I would look to go make for this team. It's tough. It is tough. Yeah. I mean, Maybe go off the name value of Barkley or Pollard and try and find someone who's been a little more consistent or upgrade quarterback. Like pair one of them with Wilt Wilson and go get an upper echelon quarterback. I don't know. Yeah, one one thing I'll say uh, just by looking at the team construction here, and I don't know how the season went and what kind of moves you made. Um, but one one glaring thing that I saw here is you've got three quarterbacks in a one quarterback mm-hmm. league. Yeah. Um, you don't usually want to have that. I typically go with one quarterback 
and then you build your bench with receivers and running backs that you know could potentially be something because you never know when you're going to hit on a puka nakua for example you know nobody drafted him i'm sure in this league but had you not had three quarterbacks maybe he was your 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 late round flyer you throw puka nakua on your bench all of a sudden you got a every week starter um you never want to have that many quarterbacks in a one quarterback league um, even having also, two, even having two defenses is probably too I was much. Just about to say, two defenses, two kickers, even two tight ends. Like you can typically, if you've got a good enough tight end for your tight end one, you can stream for that that bye week. Um, and Taysom Hill, while I don't know what position he actually plays, it's not tight end. You can plug him in your tight end slot, and he's going to be a consistent producer. So that's probably what I would have done there. Uh, on the spreadsheet, it's got Hill in the starting lineup versus commit but either way like you've got a good tight end you can probably if someone's hurting a tight end that may be someone you trade go trade Taysom hill yeah um yeah so i I think our advice to you i think your your team has only got two wins you're probably definitely out of the playoffs even if you run the table these last three games you're probably not making it in um but my advice to you would be next season when you're doing your draft um think about those positions that that's you know that you can always get on waivers to fill like you're not going to hold you know, two defenses where you're only going to start one defense, you know, one week when they're on a bye. Um, just get a, you know, stream a defense. If you can stream the tight end position and definitely don't have three quarterbacks, put running backs and receivers on your bench almost exclusively because you never know when one of them is going to pop. You know, if a starter gets injured, all of a sudden you've got a starting running back on your bench. Um, those kind of things are what you want to do. And and you may, like I said, you may know this and maybe your your team just kind of fell apart and the quarterbacks are just kind of what you ended up with here at this point in the season. Um, but just looking at the roster as a snapshot right now, um, I would never have three quarterbacks in a one quarterback league. That'd be my advice to you next year. All right, let's get to number eight. Number eight. Number eight team uh, was kind of all over the place. Ranked as high as five, uh, ranked as low as eight. Uh, and it is auto draft Kings and chew. This is your roster. So looking at these guys, I mean, the one thing that stands out to me uh, from the jump is you do have some elite producers in Austin Eckler and Amon Rao St. Brown. It looks like uh, similar to the first one I looked at, uh, but not quite as heavily impacted uh, by the number of injuries. I mean, if you look at what this team had had to deal with to start, Eckler's injuries, Aaron Jones's injuries, uh, Amon Ross and Brown a little bit in and out, Cooper Cup's injuries, of course. Uh, one bright spot I will say is uh, having George Kittle. I think that may have helped you in certain weeks. I know he's had at least two weeks Explosions. as the tight end one, yep. uh, just boom performances. So I think having someone like that helps you kind of uh, in, in certain weeks kind of absorb those losses there. But uh, kind of like what we were talking about in the last team, uh, these guys do have, uh, this team has three quarterbacks. You've got Lawrence, Stafford, and Mayfield. Uh, I would argue having someone like Lawrence, I know he's had some up and down performances too, despite having a tremendous week this past week. Uh, I feel like you could just ride with the one if you really needed a second one, just to be sure that's okay. But uh, also looking at this team, as we were kind of talking about roster construction a little bit in the last one, when I look at the depth on here, a lot of it is, you know, oftentimes you think about the fragility of the running back position. Uh, whether it be truly because of injury, just because of committee, bye weeks, that sort of thing. I only see, of course, outside of uh, Eckler, Aaron Jones, and Chuba Hubbard as the three starters there, uh, at least how this is written here. Uh, The only other running back on the roster is Zeke Elliott. And while I do think he's done decently well just from an NFL perspective uh, as 
an aging running back, but a backup to Ramondre Stevenson for the Patriots. I do think you are definitely going to need more depth. Uh, certainly at this point in the season, if you're really wanting to make a run to make it to the playoffs and then in through the playoffs, because then you're not having to battle with other people. You, you have depth. You can deal with injury. You can deal with that vi- and uh, variability at that point. Because a couple of the guys you have on your, on your bench here, when I see who your started, starting receivers are, and even in the flex, you have some valuable receivers that I yeah. don't think in most weeks you're going to put in. Like They could outperform your starters, possibly, but you're not, you're not willingly going to start them. I mean, you've got Marquise Brown, who actually hasn't done tremendously well with Kyler Murray back under center. You've got Jacoby Myers, who has had plenty of boom weeks himself. Tyler Lockett, the ageless wonder Tyler Lockett. Jahan Dotson finally coming back on. So I think when we talk about trades and moves, you could pair a couple of these receivers uh, and, and get maybe a more sturdy flex position. That could be another receiver. That could be probably a running back just to make sure you have that depth there. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think there's, there's some good pieces here. I think it's just really trying to round it out. Um, and I'm guessing it's possibly a Jags fan seeing it as the, the Trevor Lawrence and the Jags defense stack. Uh, which is the rare quarterback defense stack. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, again, just... Duval! That's right. <laughs> but but no, I mean, there, there's some good players on here. It's just uh, kind of doing some tweaks and again, moving some receivers just to maybe bolster that running back position. Yeah, and just to go to the quarterback thing one more time, I don't want to you know beat a dead horse, but I just pulled up their waiver wire to see who was available on the waiver wire. And these are all guys I'd rather have than having a second or third quarterback. You got Josh Downs on the waiver wire. You got Christian Watson on the waiver oh wire. God. You got oh, Romeo yeah. Dobbs on the waiver wire. Uh, Jackson Smith Najigba has been coming on lately. He's on the waiver wire. Those are all guys I'd rather have over a third or you know second or third quarterback that you're not going to mm-hmm. play. These yeah. are all guys that have boom weeks. A couple of them just had boom weeks this past weekend. Christian Watson had a really good game. Uh, I saw Curtis Samuel on the waiver wire. He just had a really big game. All guys, if you had on your bench, you all of a sudden you have some some good value there. Um, the quarterbacks are just sitting there, just you know, collecting dust because you're not going to put one of them over Trevor Lawrence in this case. Um, so just to beat a dead horse, um, Shane, anything you wanted to chime in here with this team? Yeah, I, I think this kind of hammers home Chu's point: is your wide receiver depth is incredible, um, and there's more on the waiver wire that Jeff just stated. I would either. I would go get some of those guys off of waivers and drop Stafford and Mayfield at this point. And that hurts my heart because I love Baker Mayfield, (laughs) but I would drop those guys because it is a one QB league. Then leverage that wide receiver depth to go get more running back depth because Aaron Jones is out. Chuba Hubbard's been in the split backfield all year. And Zeke, like you mentioned, is the backup to Ramondre. Now, he's been probably more annoying to Ramondre owners than people wanted to admit, but I don't think he's necessarily a guy that you want to start in the playoffs. And if you're active like that right now, you're four and six. You can easily jump up into the playoff race. And with Amon Ra, Cooper Cup, uh, Eckler, Kittle, and Hollywood Brown, you can probably contend. So, if you make a couple of quick moves and are active, you've got a shot at, at competing for the championship. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and I was thinking, too, and I was trying to look ahead to see who might own this player. But, um, you know, I'm going to tell you someone you can potentially buy low on. But, of course, if your whole league listens to this, maybe they don't uh, they don't want to sell them low anymore. Uh, but a guy that I've been buying in a lot of my leagues for the stretch run here uh, and hoping it starts this weekend is Derek Henry. Who's, who's been struggling. He's had some couple bad games here in a row, but this week he gets the worst run defense in the league in the Carolina Panthers. Uh, left on his schedule, he has the Texans twice, 
who, if you look at their splits, he is he owns the Texans, like literally owns the Texans. And he averages over the last three years, 150 yards against the Texans. Uh, he's got the Miami Dolphins who are not good against the run. Uh, so he's someone I've been buying low on. So if, if the person that has Derrick Henry is, is fed up with him, but needs receivers and you got the receiver depth, maybe you send him a, a two for one. Uh, two of your you know yeah. receivers to get Derrick Henry so he can plug him in there and hopefully that he has that stretch run at the end of the season to, to pull you through because uh, you are in position again if you run the table these last couple of games uh, I think you could sneak into the playoffs with with this team so this team's got some good pieces and Jeff I can second the uh, Panthers defense being pretty atrocious I've watched <laughs> a lot of it yeah, definitely. As a, as a, so as a Panthers I. fan. <laughs> oh, that's right. We got two Panthers fans on the podcast tonight. That's Technically, right. I transitioned to a Jaguars fan, but I am repping the Panthers tonight from yeah. when Baker Mayfield signed my hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Let's get to uh, team number seven. Number seven. Number seven team ranked as high as four and as low as seven. It is more than a feeling. And uh, Shane, this is your squad here. Yeah, okay, so I can see why I ranked this team seventh. First off, your starting lineup is incredible. Um, Herbert McCaffrey, the, I'm looking on the spreadsheet, so if it's different than one that's on the screen, I apologize, but whatever. Herbert McCaffrey, A-Chain, Keenan Allen, Garrett Wilson, Schultz, Mostert, Folk, and the Lions defense. That's a solid lineup, and is that different? Okay, he doesn't have uh, A-Chain in there, but whatever. Um, your depth is the problem here. Uh, you've got Amari Cooper and George Pickens, if you want to say that, and then not a whole lot of depth. Um, you did. You took what uh, Chu and I just talked about to heart by having plenty of running backs, but it's like Deontay Foreman's probably been product- productive, yeah, for you throughout the season in, in different spots. But I don't know, like with the way that McCaffrey, Mostert, and Ashan have all played, if you would ever truly start any of those guys over them. Um, obviously, with Mostert uh, and Ashan's health concerns, like I, it makes sense to have maybe one or two of those guys. But then you're actually lacking, I think, on on wide receiver depth that's actually impactful, and especially with Garrett Wilson underperforming this year. R.I.P. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, you could use a little bit more depth, I think. And that's probably why I had you ring as low as I did. Yeah. And just to go on the, the spreadsheet versus what they have set, the, the spreadsheet, uh, I run it through a third party software and it plugs in the starting line that they think should be starting. Sometimes they base it on season long, like their total season points. So uh, yeah. the reason it shows, I believe uh, a chain is starting on the spreadsheet. Obviously he's injured, so he's not starting yeah. on their roster just to clarify that. Uh, Chew, anything you want to mention here on this roster? I, I mean, this one is interesting because it does seem like, you know, mentioning if having Foreman on the bench, you've got uh, Pickens and Cooper, and then, of course, A-Chan. Like, I, I can see a scenario, given w- where they're ranked in the league, I can see the scenario where you miss all of these boom weeks. Like, not maybe not every single one, but, like, I can see where you're having to pick, like, the flex or the second whatever, and you're missing some of these weeks where these guys are finishing in the top five, top ten. And it may not depending on you know who, what your points against look like that could be the reason why you lost a couple of weeks J- just a simple one player that you missed out on there that could have won you your week yeah and that I'm, happens sometimes and a, a- chain's probably one of those guys i mean i guarantee that he was missed early in the season when we didn't really know what he was going to do when he went bonkers and 
he's probably sitting on your bench with a 50 point burger and you, you have him not in your lineup. Uh, that was one of the tough ones this year. Um, but again, this, I, I can see this team, you know, obviously they're five and six currently. Um, this team's got some good pieces. Christian McCaffrey, you, you can't go wrong having him on your team for sure. I think he can put up a, you know, 35, 40 points easy. Uh, Mostert had a big game today. Uh, or yes. Yeah. Today, today's black Friday. Okay. Um, yeah, so I mean, this this team has some has the potential and can sneak into the playoffs. And like I said, once you're in the playoffs, it's any man's game at that point. Uh, I know we have seeding and everything else, but it doesn't really matter at that point. You get into the playoffs, and a couple of your guys get hot. It doesn't matter if you're playing the number one team or the the worst team in the league. Everyone's got a chance to win. So getting in the playoffs is your is the key point here. All right, let's move on to number six. Number six. Number six team ranked as high as four and as low as seven. It is Chalupa Batman and uh, Chu. This is your roster, and you had him ranked the lowest. You had him ranked seven here. I did. I don't. I almost don't know what I was looking at because you got my boy Sam Howell, and I'm a huge fan. Uh, he is. I'm so. I pissed. knew I loved you too. <laughs> I'm so pissed the Panthers didn't get him. That's. They could have waited another two rounds and gotten him instead of Matt Corral, but I, I don't want to derail his PLP. They could have taken him when they took Matt Corral. Very true too. Yeah. Well, enough about the Panthers' mistakes. Uh, so, looking at this squad again, Sam Howe, just a yards monster this year. He's he's producing well, and I'm loving to see it. But I can see how uh, with this roster, you've got some studs. You've got AJ Brown. You've got Stephon Diggs. And again, like I think we were talking about two or three teams ago, you are the one that has Puka Nakua. I'd love to know how you got him. Did you draft him late? Did you pick him up on waivers? Whatever. But good for you. The fact that you've got him here and. Uh, what I'm seeing here in terms of maybe some weaknesses. So week 14 coming up, Sam Howell is going to be on a bye, and Joe Burrow is not currently playing football. So he, he, he's dead. <laughs> he MIA. So what I would recommend is definitely going ahead and looking for a spot start. And again, I'm sure that could be either something off waivers or uh, if we're looking ahead to a couple of other teams, if you would want to, uh, trade the Philly specials and get Josh Dobbs or something like that. Just a quick little plug in. You probably don't need to trade to get him and you could just plug somebody in off the waivers, but just something to think about. Uh, and in terms of, uh, you know, you don't necessarily need a second tight end. You know, Laporta is a stud. He's already passed his by. Uh, I will say in terms of uh, looking at your defense, this is the time I know we're talking about not carrying multiple defenses uh, or only in certain circumstances. I, I am a believer that as you get closer to the playoffs, certainly once you're really trying to plan ahead, look at what those defensive matchups are. Sometimes you have that defense that tried and true that you're going to, you're going to play them no matter who they're going to, who the other uh, team is going to be. But Dallas does have a reasonably uh, grueling schedule going into the fantasy playoffs with the Eagles, the bills, the dolphins and the lions you're likely still going to play the Cowboys defense because the Cowboys defense and bland and all these guys, it's just, it's a nightmare for other offenses, but uh, something to consider even just to have another one uh, on the bench. Um, and I do really, really like, uh, especially at this point in the year, handcuffing Jonathan Taylor with Zach Moss. I, you know, we have, we saw how the beginning of the season was with Jonathan Taylor, not playing how productive Zach Moss was. Even once Jonathan Taylor came back, how Zach, how productive Zach Moss still was. So it's good to have both of those guys, and God forbid Jonathan Taylor goes down, you know exactly what Zach Moss is going to do. Yeah, 100%. And again, to circle back to the quarterback thing, this roster epitomizes why you don't carry multiple quarterbacks. 
because I guarantee Puka Nakua probably wasn't drafted. Sam Laporta probably wasn't drafted. Jaden yep. Reed on your bench definitely wasn't drafted. Definitely wasn't drafted. Zach, Zach Moss, Moss might not have been. Yeah, Zach Moss may not have been drafted. And he's got all these guys that I guarantee he's added through the waivers throughout the season. Um, by not carrying those extra quarterbacks, he's able to land those guys that you would have never thought would have been breakout players. And now they're, some of them are even in the starting lineup. So that's that's kind of where I go with the, the quarterback. He's got Sam Howell, who probably went super, super late. Um, and, you know, obviously has been breaking out. So, um, yeah, a really good breakdown as well, too. I, I agree with all your points there. And the defense thing, I agree, too. I think when you get to a certain point, you know, to be a, a week ahead of the waiver wire, like maybe not look at the next week, look at the week after. You know, yeah. who's who's playing the Giants two weeks from now? Like, can you get that defense? You know what I mean? Like those those kind of things. Um, just playing the Panthers. Ahead. Yeah, who's playing the mm-hmm. Panthers? Yeah, 100 percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. it hurts. Uh, Shane, anything you wanted to talk about on this team here? Uh, I had him fourth. I think that was the highest. Big, I mean, Chu nailed it. I love Sam Howell. Um, I've got a pin tweet in my highlights of a thread I did preseason on Sam Howell. So, you know, I'm super high on him. Uh, I would maybe. Rashad White's been a really good sleeper. Like he's been really consistent throughout this year. I might consider like trading James Conner for a, a backup QB and tight end. I mean, you don't really need to report that as by, but like, Get yourself some depth depth there potentially um, to uh, deal with the bye week of week fourteen with Sam Howell. Um, and he, I mean, Connor has a week fourteen bye too, so that probably help you out a little bit there. Um, or Zay Flowers or Gabe Davis would probably be somebody that I'd potentially trade for a backup QB to supplant uh, Howell for his bye week. Yeah, um, that's that's probably about all I got. Honestly, this is a solid team. I had you ranked fourth because I really like it. Yeah, it's it's a really good team for sure. I I agree 100. percent I think it's built well. I think this if, if I was to pick one team on this in this league that would would be built the way that I build it, this would be the one right here because this is kind of how I do my team as well. Good stuff. All right, let's get to number five. Number five. Number five team ranked as high as number two and as low as number nine. It's a huge huge disparity. Uh, it is Franco's ferrets and uh, Shane. You had them at nine, so tell us why you hate this team. I it's Josh Allen. I hate Josh Allen. I really <laughs> do. Um, that was the, ultimately the deciding factor. Ramondre. I mean, ultimately it comes down to running backs too. Like uh, Ramondre and Mixon have both. I, I'm not a fan really of either of them. This has Mixon and Singletary. Singletary is actually a great pickup um, because Pierce is not been producing and Singletary's been kind of killing it the last few weeks. I love Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Mike Evans is a solid producer. Jamar Chase, obviously top two in the league. Um, but there was just some guys on here that I didn't like. And so we typically rank it as teams that we want to take over. And I typically base that on players I like. And there were some guys on here that I was like, man, I, I don't care for this team. Um, plus, with Mark Andrews being out, you're having to start Logan Thomas, which is up and down. Uh, Drake London's been a question mark. Brandon Cooks is finally coming on, but you've probably been pissed off at about, about that. Um, same thing with uh, New Hopkins. So it just wasn't a team that I was like super, super excited about. To about taking over, yeah, and you're right in that uh, Joe, Joe Burrow kind of kills his his uh, receiver there with Jamar Chase. We don't know what that's going to look like going forward, and of course he also has Joe Mixon, which 
you know, could or could not hurt his his, uh, his ability to get put up points as well because there won't be as many touchdown opportunities. One of those believe. two guys will probably end up getting hyper-targeted by Browning, but we don't know who it is. And it could alternate week by week. Like, yeah. it could be Mixon, it could be Chase. And like we talked about, I think, two or three teams ago, T. Higgins is giving us all a giant middle finger if he's on a roster, so. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, Chu, you had him in the middle here. I, I had him as high as two, but you had him at five there. Give me your thoughts on this team. Yeah, I, I don't have a severe disdain for anyone on this team necessarily, but I will say, you know, looking at this team, you have Ramondre Stevenson, who has largely underachieved. Joe Mixon is just being Joe Mixon. It's it's not almost at this point not necessarily underachieving. It's just kind of doing what he always does, which is maybe having one tremendous game and the rest just tremendous volume, and that's it. Um. And I am a Virginia Tech alumni, so shout out to Logan Thomas. But, of course, having Mark Andrews, you would have, in your mind, you're thinking, I'm riding Mark Andrews to the end, and you don't get to do that at this point. Uh, So if there's any way that you can level up from Logan Thomas, you may not be able to at this point, uh, and that's okay. But if if you need to stream tight end and uh, just try to get that good matchup touchdown, then you can do it. But, yeah, overall, I mean, uh, thankfully, I think this team is not, not been terribly affected at least by injury i know like we mentioned mixing in chase uh but otherwise you know mike evans has had a tremendous season uh josh allen is just continuing to be josh allen i know he's di- i know he's disliked but he's he's doing pretty darn good for fantasy yeah good call let me ask y'all rest of season because there's a, a tight end on the waiver wire rest of season who do you prefer logan thomas who he currently has uh or pat fryermuth who's on the waiver wire right now Ooh, Project Pat. Oh, man, that's tough. That is tough. I'll take Pat, too, simply because the Steelers finally fired Matt Canada, um, (laughs) and I'm excited to see what that offense looks like. The only problem is they still have Kenny Pickett at quarterback. Yeah, that is true. It's a limiting factor. 100%. 100%. All right. uh, Anything uh, you wanted to talk about uh, before we get to the next team, guys? That's it. All right, let's move to team number four. Number four. Number four team ranked as high as two. Uh, looks like both of you had him at two. I was the one outlier having him at eight. Uh, hey, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll discuss it after you both give your breakdowns, and I'll tell you why I didn't like this team. Uh, it is the Philly Specials. And uh, Chu, this is your squad here. So this was an interesting one. I'm not a huge Justin Fields fan. Uh, at least for fantasy, I know he's had, had some tremendous weeks this year, of course, when he's healthy and when he's playing. Uh, and possibly one of the worst things that with him coming, coming back is now you're trying to figure out, all right, is he back? Is this the Justin Fields we're going to get and we're going to keep for the rest of the season? If he is, great. If not, you might start him over Tua, and then you're going to be kicking yourself when Tua throws it to any one of his many yak monsters and they just destroy teams left and right like they have been. Uh, so I guess it's a good problem to have that you have two quarterbacks that, you know, can drop 20 plus points on the regular. Uh, but that can be stressful when you're in the playoffs and that is how you either stay in or get kicked out of the playoffs. Uh, looking at the running backs, I really like this group of running backs. So ETN has, has had a tremendous year. Really the top three guys that you've got are the steady volume guys on their team, uh, with ETN, Brian Robinson, James Cook. Uh, even Jalen Warren, the fact that your depth is Jalen Warren. Yeah. What a luxury. That, that's tremendous. Uh, I mean, at this point, I, he may very well be the starting running back in Pittsburgh. 
like uh, like was mentioned, of course, Matt Canada's gone. So in a weird way, I hope that doesn't too negatively impact Jalen Warren because I, th- I feel like he's shown what he can do, but I hope the offense doesn't change too much and take opportunities away from him. Um, but kind of looking ahead, I know Fields has the week 13 bye, but of course you have two, so you should be good there. Um, let's see, Brian Robinson, as we mentioned before, Washington has a week 14 by, uh, but you have the de- depth, of course. And again, we talk about the running back depth. Look at the wide receiver depth. CD Lamb, yeah. Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, Tank Dell. Love some Tank Dell. Like, this is, this is tremendous. So having Justin Jefferson, but also having, having that hedge, that, that backup in Jordan Addison, I, I feel like, and... I'll just say that's what she said before I say this. You've <laughs> plugged any holes that have appeared. <laughs> like, there's no gaps. This is tremendous. So, that being said, that's all I got. Shane, what you got for this team? I want to know what you were smoking. I'm not a Justin Fields fan either, but I can admit that he's good for fantasy, and you've yeah. backed that up with Tua, who I absolutely love. C.D. Lamb and Tank Dell, like, oh, that's really nice, especially the last few weeks. Travis Etienne is one of my favorite players in the entire league, and he's living up to that this year. Brian Robinson is a guy that I was comfortable taking with later in drafts because there was a giant question mark in that running back room, and he has taken over for the most part. Uh, Kincaid, everyone loves him in Dynasty. He's finally proving his worth in redraft. Jalen Warren is a guy that I've been hoping has not will not take over the uh, Pittsburgh running back room because I have Najee in a way more places than I'd like to admit, but he's been really productive. Um, Same thing with James cook. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of James cook, but he's been producing for you. Jordan Addison, like you've just got a ton of depth on this team. And that includes Justin Jefferson sitting on your IR. Like this team is really, really good. You do have three quarterbacks, and that's probably uh, maybe that's why Jeff has them at eight, and he's just being spiteful. But <laughs> not quite. <laughs> and, and then you've got Kyle Pitts, who, like, yes, I know he's a giant pain in the ass because Arthur Smith doesn't know how to use him, but the potential is there. So, like, you've probably been starting Kincaid or actually Pitts for most of the season, and then as Kincaid has come on, like, you're starting to transition to him. But you've got a solid backup if Kincaid ever goes down or his week 13 bye. All right. So now I got to defend my position here. And, and truthfully, yeah, with long. listening to you both break it down, I, I probably were a little, little too harsh on this team. Uh, and it's because I, I, I base a lot of my rankings on running backs. And Travis Etienne has one of the worst uh, end of season stretches, especially when you get into the playoffs. And beyond Travis Etienne, there's nobody else that I truly trust to have in my lineup week in and week out. I know Robinson's been good lately, but he's still hard to trust in that offense. James Cook is the Buffalo Bill. We know that the, they, they forget to use running backs sometimes. Uh, Jalen Warren, you know, the, Najee Harris still exists, even though he's been really good lately. So there's n- not someone I feel super comfortable plugging into my lineup week in and week out. I love Travis Etienne. I think he'll be fine. Uh, but his, his schedule is very tough towards the end of the season. The rest of the roster is stacked, though. It's hard to deny when you got C.D. Lamb. Justin Jefferson on the same team. I don't know how you managed to pull that off, but uh, kudos to you. Uh, even with the injury, I think Jefferson is going to come back, hopefully this week, if not, definitely next week. And I think he will be a full go. Um, so this team probably uh, I little, a little bit too unfair, I guess, with my, my, my rank of eight on this team. 
Uh, they could definitely be much higher. And they, they got my boy Tua Tungo-Vailoa, who, you know, if you watch my show at all, I love Tua. Uh, I said in the offseason, I think he has the potential to be the MVP. I got laughed at, but now everybody's kind of seeing that. Oh, wait a minute. This guy actually is pretty uh, pretty good. So um, solid roster all around. So uh, I, I apologize. Probably shouldn't have had him as low as eight. Uh, but in a 10-man league, sometimes you're splitting hairs, and sometimes those hairs get split by just things as, 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 as small as just running backs. It's a shallow league. And, you know, I know... The three of us play in some really deep leagues, so it's hard sometimes to, to judge. Deep. Yeah, to judge these teams, where we're like, man, you got that guy on your bench, and he's a starter in one of my leagues. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's yeah. sometimes it's tough to look at that. Um, but yeah, good, good breakdown, gentlemen. Jeff, I'll get, I'll add one little nugget um, from a Travis Etienne perspective as a Jaguars fan. Um, when the Jaguars have won, they have run the ball with Etienne. The games that they've lost and lost badly they have not run the ball enough um, or well at all. And I th- so I think if the Jaguars want to continue to push for the playoffs and ultimately contending in the playoffs, they're going to have to run the ball to get there. So that hopefully opens up the door for ETN, despite the tough matchups to have fantasy production. Yeah, absolutely. And he's had a couple of tough games here recently too, that I hope that they eventually get him back in because there was a time where he was getting, 80% of the snaps and he's getting all the usage in the mm-hmm. backfield. And for some reason they've gone away from that. And now they, they won this last game with Trevor Lawrence getting two touchdowns on the ground. So if those had gone yeah. to ETN, maybe my you know stance changes here, but um, that's the only reason I was a little bit worried about his team was because his running backs. All right, let's get to number three. Number three, number three team ranked as high as three and as low as six. And it is uh, Dark Brothers and Shane. This is your squad. Yes, yes, it is. This is one of those that was really tough to rank. um, Because, again, it's a 10 10 team league, so it's it's pretty deep. Um, The running backs that are on the spreadsheet are uh, Jameer Gibbs and Isaiah Pacheco. Um, Gibbs, my only problem with him is we never, like, he's starting to get used more than he should, but for a majority of the season so far, he's been really, I am looking at the wrong team, aren't I? Yes, I am. Yeah, you are. I am. I was looking at the Hurts locker, so you got a preview (laughs) of that. Um, this team I had at three. So I love Dak. Bijan Robinson. I actually traded Bijan in a keeper league um, to get to it because it was super flex uh, because I had guys like Brian Robinson and James Cook who were getting about the same points per game. So you've probably been a little frustrated by Bijan's usage. Um, but then DeAndre Swift, you've been loving his usage. DJ Moore, his production with fields is absolutely stellar. Cortland Sutton has had a huge bounce back year, which I love. Um, and then TJ Hawkinson has been what tied in three pretty consistently throughout the year. Um, he's getting the targets, he's getting yards, he's getting touchdowns. And then Jeff's guy that he mentioned earlier, Derek Henry, you've probably been a little frustrated this season because he's not been, I feel like as consistent of and dominant as we're used to for Derek Henry. Um, but as Jeff mentioned, he's got the Texans twice. Um, and I think, think they have a couple more division games as well and he destroys the afc south when he when he plays in division so you'll probably be fine there i'm hoping that Najee is one of the main benefactors of matt canada being fired chris godwin i've got him in a couple places he's been super frustrating um because mike evans has just been so damn good 
you've got Lamar Jackson. Like you're you're set at quarterback. Get rid of Kirk Cousins. Why do you still have Kirk Cousins on this roster? I don't care if he's coming back. You have Dak and Lamar. You're absolutely fine. Get rid of him. And you have two kickers, and you don't need them because they're both good. So pick one and cut the other. Yeah, again, maximize your roster because you never know what week somebody could get hurt. You know, there's guys maybe you can get. You know, you also have two defenses. And two defense. Yeah. Like for example, I just looked at the waiver wire and, and Tyler Algier is on the waiver wire. He would be your handcuff to Bijan going into the playoffs because God forbid Bijan gets hurt. You plug in Tyler Algier into that lineup, you're good to go. I would ha- rather have Tyler Algier as my as a backup running back to Bijan than to have two two kickers or two defenses or even, you know, a couple quarterbacks. So um good good point there. And I, I, I looked up Derek Henry's schedule just so I can mention it one more time. So I, again he gets Carolina this week, then he has the Colts who are not good against the run. Miami, Houston twice, and he has Seattle. So, uh, and I think I can't remember which division opponent it is, but there is one division opponent where he, I swear to God, averages like two hundred yards a it's, game. It's the Texans. It's the Texans. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, we we talked about it on my my DFS show on Friday, and I, I think I went back three or three or four years, and he was averaging one hundred and fifty-seven yards, you know, per game against them. Per and, game. Yeah, and, and like three touchdowns. And he too, had a couple. If you went just to the last three games, he was averaging over two hundred yards a game. This is in the last yeah. three games. He absolutely it's, owns it's the Texans. Stupid. Yep, absolutely. Chew, what you got for this team? I mean, one again. I know we've talked about the the really only need one quarterback, but the fact that you have Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, and Kirk Cousins. I know Kirk's hurt at this point, but like how you got all of them while still having like again Bijan and other other solid players is pretty tremendous, but. Another note of someone else that uh, you can move off of and you know look for flexibility at some other position is uh, Michael Thomas. If that wasn't already mentioned, I know he he hit the IR, so I guess he'll be he'll be out and I guess yeah, at least for yeah, four so, weeks. So yeah, so he'll be out for I guess could he? I guess he technically could come back in. He the could come back to the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, so maybe hold on to him if you want to, but I don't know if I don't know if it's been worth enough for you to, to hold on or not. So. If I'm not mistaken, they have uh, yeah they do they have two IR slots. So I guess he's taking those spots already with Kirk Cousins and Michael Thomas. So, mm. um, but yeah, I agree. I think uh, a couple guys you can cut there. Like I mentioned, you got two kickers. You don't need both kickers. Uh, you don't need both defenses. I think the Steelers. If you look at their end of the end of the season schedule, I think they're pretty good. So uh, Steelers would be one that I might look to keep and maybe move off of uh, Seattle, who has a very tough. Uh, a couple of weeks, they got the Cowboys this week, and then they play the 49ers again, who just throttle them on Thanksgiving. So uh, tough matchups for them. All right. We ready to get to uh, number two? Still, you already gotten a preview for <laughs> <laughs> number two. Number two team ranked as high as number one and as low as number six. And if you hadn't already figured it out, it is the Hertz Locker. And Chew, this is your squad. So starting off, well, you have one of my favorite fantasy quarterbacks and Jalen Hurts. I feel like he's pretty quietly having he's what the quarterback two on the season, I want to say. And uh, it's I don't think it's necessarily because of an easy schedule, as, as was lauded last year. Uh, what I also like about this team, uh, whether it be I think some of this may have been just in happenstance of, you know, you've got Gibbs. Again, it's been uneven production. It's been frustrating production, I think, at, at some times. But uh, Isaiah Pacheco has been absolutely steady the fact that you know i would imagine you got camara on a discount and now since he came back he has just been getting every single touch he possibly can uh i'll i'll disrespect Derek carr on that one and jerome ford kind of like we were talking about jalen warren like having that kind of depth 
if you if your depth is your own forward, that that's a good problem to have. Uh, and I, I imagine that was likely a, a you know a waiver pickup, so you were able to at least pluck him away from the Nick Chubb owner. Uh, but the primary weakness I'm saying on this team is when I'm looking at the uh, starting wide receivers. Again, it's not like Jalen Waddle and uh, Christian Kirk haven't produced pretty well for fantasy this season. But when I'm when we're getting to this kind of high in the rankings and we're really trying to just get down to the nitty gritty and separate, all right, who's going to win the championship? I think what you're really going to need to do is probably maybe move one of those guys with with Ford and see if you can just get a stud wide receiver uh, to pair next to the other one. Because I'm just thinking when you're making it to the playoffs uh, and to the championship, ultimately, how are you going to win it? Like the goal is ultimately obviously to make the playoffs, but I think this team is set to where you can already kind of look past that and see how is this thing going to end. And one last kind of wrinkle, I think your defense, this is one team where I feel like the two defenses that you have are stellar. Week 14 and 15 for the Dolphins, you've got the Titans and the Jets. And week 16 for the Eagles, you have the Giants. So really the only thing you're looking for after that is for week 17 for the fantasy championships, which defense are you going to play? I don't think you need to add a third one. Let's, yeah. let's, let, let, let's, let's cool it here. But uh, yeah, I think overall, I think you're pretty set. And if you want to make a, make a bit of a move to get a stud wide receiver, go for it. Otherwise, I think you'd still be okay. Uh, but at a minimum, you know, you can drop Ertz. Uh, he might be on the IR, I guess, at this point on the, on the roster. You can probably drop McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he kind of came alive at the end of last season. So if, if you know, if you want to hold him just because you're superstitious, that's fine. But yeah, I, I agree with all those points there, and I think you're right. I think he needs if he can get a game breaker like Waddle and Thielen um, are solid. I think Thielen at one point was like the receiver three in fantasy just because of his sheer he volume. Um, but I do think you need a game breaker. You need a guy that can go out and win you a week. Uh, and in past seasons, I would have said that could have been Travis Kelsey, but he's not had the season that we all expected him to have. Still, I think the tight end one or two still really good. But uh, it, when you get to the playoffs, you need a guy that can just absolutely win you a week. And I don't know if that's on that, this roster. Now, I did have them at one uh, because I think there's some moves that can be made because you mentioned the depth that they have. I mean, I mentioned Travis Kelsey, but he's got Trey McBride, who's the new hotness right now at tight end. You know, can you package him with the receiver to upgrade uh, one of your guys? Um, so there's definitely moves to, to, uh, to, to be made here. Uh, Shane, real quick, give us your, your breakdown here. So I don't know if this would be a hot take, but I would try and trade Kyler Murray. You've got Jalen Hurts. He's already had his bye week. You're not going to replace him. Find somebody who needs an upgrade at quarterback that has a shot to make the playoffs or contend and try it. I agree that wide receiver is the position that you need to upgrade. Um, But not only the starting lineup, the depth as well. Like you only have Christian Kirk, uh, Adam Thielen, and Jalen Waddell, if I'm reading this correctly. You, I, I would want one more guy as a wide receiver. Yeah. Um. So I would try and trade. Heck, go with the the Murray McBride stack, and maybe even throw in Jerome Ford and see if you can do like a three for two deal and get two wide receivers out of that. Yeah, that's a good call. I actually overlooked Murray on the on the sheet here, and you're right, he's definitely on the on the bench there. It's another guy you could potentially move for sure. I love it. All right, it is time for the number one team that was ranked as high as one. Uh, I was the one outlier. I had this team at three, uh, but really at this point, we're splitting hairs. But uh, let's get to the number one team. Number one. Number one. You didn't already figure it out uh, by process of elimination. Number one team is Princess Payne. 
And Shane, this is your team. Yeah, so I started doing my rankings, and I started just like trying to figure out, okay, who am I? Go- who's going to be one? And I started scrolling down this roster, and was immediately like, holy shit! And then it kept going. Um, you've got the QB one and Patrick Mahomes. Then you've got a solid running back in Brees Hall, who I think is going to continue to get volume despite poor quarterback play. David Montgomery has been freaking solid all year when he's been healthy. And then you've got a guy who can put up 50 points in a game for you in Tyreek Hill. You've got another guy in Devontae Adams who can put up 30 points weekly for you. Um, David and uh, tight end may be your weakest spot with David and Joku, but that's just because Dallas Goddard is out and he was starting to get hot. Um, so if you can hold on for Goddard to come back, because I think he's supposed to, um, you have a ton of depth everywhere else. Yeah, got Keaton Mitchell, which is a nice little uh sneaky play. He's been super efficient in scoring fantasy points, and you've got Gus Edwards right in front of him. Um, Khalil Herbert back from injury has been pretty solid if i remember correctly and then you've got deontay johnson nico collins two guys that are solid fantasy producers um again deontay johnson will probably benefit um from matt canada being fired and even if he doesn't he's still a target hog so this team just has so much freaking depth that i like it's going to be very hard to beat them you're going to need a bad week from Brees Hall and David Montgomery, I think, to get close to this team. Um, because everywhere else is so freaking good. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you on this. And I, I think the reason I had this one at three and the last one I you know, I ranked at one um, is because, yes, he has the game breaker. He has the, the guys that I think this other team should have. Um, but I think he gets a little bit weaker. You mentioned David Njoku. Uh, he currently has Gus Edwards as in starter, which he's been amazing. He's getting touchdowns like crazy at a, at a ridiculous rate. Um, yeah. But I'm, I don't trust those guys as much as I trusted some of the guys on the last roster. Uh, but he has the Tyreek Hill. He has the guy that can go out and win you a week, um, you know, at any point and potentially even win you a couple weeks with the way the games that he plays. So um, he has the game breaker for sure. Um, what about you, Chu? What's your thoughts on this roster here? You had him at one as well. Yeah, I mean, I looked at it. Aside from having, yeah, the people that can win you weeks, you also, with your depth, that also kind of implies other teams don't have those players. So yeah. while, you're, while you're having, like, top three weeks, possibly out of a couple of different positions, other people also aren't even getting some of these chances Close. to get top 10 or 15 uh, with, some, with some of these guys. So, I mean, at a certain point, you're, you're playing bully ball and keep away kind of all at the same time. So I think you're pretty well set. Yeah, absolutely. This team is this team is pretty stacked here. Um, and his backup is quarterback is CJ Stroud. Like yeah. I forgot to mention that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty- look, I had a friend text me last week. Should I start CJ Stroud over Patrick Mahomes? And I was like, it's a decision you got to make. Right it now. is yeah. a decision. This like hundred percent a decision. But I think I told him to end up starting Mahomes, and I, I think it ended up playing out just because Stroud had a bad game for Stroud, but like. Yeah. This is a luxury of riches, like picking mm-hmm. between Mahomes and Stroud at this point in the season. Like, yep. Please and thank you. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, that wraps the podcast up, fellas. Uh, I want to thank the two of you, of course, for coming on, breaking down the league. I want to thank the league for your purchase. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed this. Again, this was our first in season. 
Uh, we do these in the off season uh, for for dynasty leagues. We break it down with uh, your draft picks, and uh, we'll do them pre draft and post NFL draft. And then uh, when we get to redraft season, uh, if you do your redraft uh, draft early enough, we will break down your draft and kind of give you an outlook on the season. So again, if you wanted to purchase one, uh, going for two dot com backslash plp, uh, and you could book them two three years out if you want because <laughs> we actually have a guy that booked out three years that's why i say that he's booked his uh for, for the next three years we're locked in it's august um but yeah thanks. thanks again for your purchase guys uh we'll go around the room real quick to uh, to shane and chew uh give us your twitter handle one more time and if you want to plug anything that you're working on we'll go to you first shane yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at FFShaneB. Um, I am a ranker at Roto Heat, and I do have my own podcast, but I'm a bit of a hiatus from that, um, but probably starting that up sometime here soon. Uh, and uh, Polly's Playoff is the all- tournament I run for the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, you should join because next year is going to be a hell of a lot of fun, I think. So Good stuff. that's my plug. Yeah, I'm, I'm in uh, Polly's Playoff, and I'm currently 10-1. and one. Uh, so Atta boy. I'm, I'm, I'm crushing it right now. And then like, I think I'm going to miss the playoffs and both Polly's playoff and Scott Fishbowl this year. And it hurts. Yeah, I definitely missed the Scott Fishbowl. My team was absolute trash in the Scott Fishbowl. But uh, in Polly's playoff, I, I did. I did pretty well. So I'll take 10 nice. and one all day. Chew, what you got? So follow me on Twitter at Father Dynasty. And I've got uh, my YouTube channel. So I've got uh, Father Dynasty, the podcast. And I have a lot of other different videos going on. You know, like I like to do a trio of Dynasty trades. Just pick a player that's kind of hot at the moment and kind of just look at a couple of trades from the Dynasty Daddy database and just kind of talk about those. But yeah, check everything out and uh, check out my going for two writing stuff. Uh, Yeah. Good stuff. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77. And, you know, I'm going to plug all of our shows here at the Going For Two Live uh, Network. We have shows pretty much every night of the week, uh, all season long, even in the offseason. We'll do Dynasty stuff. We've got, you know, we've got a little bit of everything going in the offseason. So uh, check out our channel at, at YouTube uh, and obviously the podcast as well. And the website, goingfor2.com with guys that like Chew. He writes for us. He got a, a weekly article that he puts out that's really good. So you can check out his stuff there as well. Uh, and again, thanks for your purchase, and I uh, hope that we get to see y'all. Uh, if not this off season, you know, maybe we'll do another uh, in season uh, podcast for y'all next year. Yeah. Kind of see where we're at. <laughs> see if see if y'all took any of our of our advice. <laughs> All right, for Shane, for Chew, I'm Jeff. Uh, we will see y'all hopefully next year. <laughs>